Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DDP Runaround Table, a spinoff of DDP Today. My name is Justin, and today I am joined by the leaders of the DDP Sorcerers, Mr. Onker, Kyle, John, and Matt, and I'm going to go around the table and see how everyone's day is going. Onker, starting with you, buddy. How you doing, man? Doing well. Uh, I'm up here now in New Jersey, so on the East Coast. Moved out from uh, the Midwest. It's just as cold, so did not trade my cold weather in Indianapolis for anything better. But uh, it's nice being a little bit closer to the city, a little more fun things to do out here on the East Coast. Yeah, dude, you've been running through, uh, like... You're just a man of the man of the city these days. The Big Apple running through, uh, you know, Times Square. You're, you know, you got people taking pictures with you. You're quite the celebrity up that way. I try when I can. Central Park. Uh, I didn't really run through Times Square other than trying to find parking, which is miserable. But uh, Central Park, it's surprisingly hilly. It's a park. It shouldn't be so up and down. Yeah, I don't. I I've never ran in New York. I mean, I've ran from people in New York, but I've never ran in New York. So definitely, I'm sure a cool experience. Uh, let me go over to my friend to the north, the way north. Uh, he's got to look out every day when he leaves his house for the abominable, and that is the great Kyle. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? No no abominable snowmans this time around. A little later in the season. That's uh, Can today, we just admit today, that it's <laughs> one of the best Christmas movies ever is Cornelius, you know. Irby wants Landon to be a dentist. <laughs> that's what that's what this podcast is man that's what we should have called it is uh the land of misfit toys land of misfit runners that's us uh i love it well uh let me go down and check to my buddy who's also up in the cold the great john castano what's up man what's up and a Not nice much. had a nice little run tonight in my very safe rhode island i saw a little baby fox so it was, um, my run was very safe tonight in my wimpy state I would say you're every run safe where you are because there is literally I don't think there's an animal up there that could that could harm you. I think actually if you uh if you came in contact with the animal, you may even be safer I up might. there. That's the way your animals are treated. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, on our last patron episode of DDP today, we ranked the fifteen states you're most likely to uh have an incident with an animal and probably perish. And then we ranked the five wimpiest states in the union. Mm-hmm. And uh I would happy to say Rhode Island I think came in second, John. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> we do have always love. We, we did have one mangy little coyote up here last year, so yeah, yeah. He's I, you know he's out during the day and you know foaming at the mouth. I got about like five feet away from him on the road before he decided to move. You have to go looking for trouble. That's how safe it is in Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, well, that all started with, of course, a photo that was posted in our running group by the great Matt Zurich, and that is the fact that he went for a run. And ran across a little friend, uh, eight-legged friend, a tarantula, um, on your run. Matt, how you doing, man? Doing really well. Uh, no, no desert tarantulas this week or last week. They're actually really cute in person. I think for me, when I ran across it, I wasn't paying attention. I was zoned out, and I looked down and I screeched probably as loud as possible, um, and then stopped and looked at it. But uh, I don't know if you guys have like the Ring app or the Neighbors app, uh, but my wife oh, yeah. showed me last week that there is now a mountain lion running around our neighborhood um climbing on the uh like the the yards the like the fences in the backyard looking for dogs so there's something else i get to combat here this week yeah that's kind of normal here too so we had a lot of people don't realize that gators can climb fences like so if you go and you can youtube like charleston south carolina gator climbs fence there was actually in our neighborhood next to us not our neighborhood but the one down the street um, it was a gator that made national news because a ring camera caught it because it came on the front porch and climbed up and rang the ring doorbell camera. Uh, that video is out there. So lots of fun stuff <laughs> in, in Charleston when they're coming to say I think, hello. 
my favorite was when I posted that photo and then the amount of photos that our group had ready of just animals <laughs> on their run where it was just like ripping them off. Like Justin with the, with the gator photos and we had another gator photo, then a coyote photo. I was like, dang, we're not messing around over here. Yeah. And then John posted a blue Jay, you know, it was crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was looking uh, at me weird. <laughs> a little side eye in me. Uh, well, let me get into this a little really quickly because what is this show? Look, this is a spinoff of DDP today, but a very special spinoff in the fact that we do have this incredible community that these four guys run, the DDP Sorcerers. You can go over. If you've not joined it, what are you waiting on? Go over and join that Facebook group right now. And it's an incredible place to where you can accomplish your fitness goals, no matter if you are running marathons or if you are just want to take that first step off the couch and are just being one, wanting to be more active. That community is a hundred percent positivity, and these guys have created an amazing family over there. But we started talking, especially leading up to January, where a lot of us are training for Marathon Weekend, about what if we could do something more? What if we could create a podcast that we put out that we could chat about different training methods and different things we're going through and ways that we might be able to help you accomplish your goal? So we wanted to get together to do that. And so I want to talk about. Uh, just the podcast in general and Anker, you know, I think doing something like this is really, really cool in the fact that we can now get into kind of the details. There's a lot of Disney runners out there, but there's also a lot of Disney fans that, Hey, maybe you're just wanting to do some training before your next Disney world trip, because you know, you're going to be putting in more miles than you typically would. This is going to be that place where we can answer your questions. You can submit them and uh, we'll be able to answer your questions on these shows to help you kind of reach those goals. I mean, we have people of all fitness levels on here. We have people like John and Kyle who run an exorbitant number of miles a day. Kyle, who actually trains people in running. We have people like Matt who run half marathons at least a couple times a year along with the dopey. And then we have people like me who I truly actually hate running. I'm really not a fan of running. I don't love doing it. I don't really love fitness in general. I don't like going to the gym. I don't like running. I like doing things that are active, like playing soccer, playing tennis, playing sports. So I really don't like running whatsoever. Perfect. And that's going to be our motto on this show. A motto? What's a motto with you? Uh, I uh, I feel the same way, Anker. I'm, I'm actually, I'm with you. It's funny because I, I've started getting the bug for running because of you guys and because of the community and also because I don't want to die in January whenever I do the half marathon. But I'm going to be honest, uh, John, I didn't run at all over these last five days. Everyone was like, give me your miles. And I, I was like the kid in the back of the class that kind of slinked down in my chair because uh, I got no miles in over the holiday. Now, I'm going to be back at it tomorrow, I promise. Um, but I kind of got the itch. And I, when I didn't run, I felt worse. Like my body just felt worse not getting those miles in. And I think being able to talk to people through this show and answer any questions they may have is going to be pretty cool and pretty important to helping people kind of achieve those goals. Yeah, be prepared to be a little sore after your run now because it's, it's not like you're going to be starting from the beginning and with the soreness, but just those little breaks. At least if I take like three days off, I will get sore again for a day. So it's kind of like... Like you said, you, you 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 haven't really felt that great. It's it's even if you don't feel that great, and you don't go for an even if you just went out and ran a mile, two miles, that you'll you'll still feel better afterwards. Even if you didn't feel like running in the first place, but I don't know, five days off or whatever you uh, how many t- days off you took is kind of it's not something I like to do. Days, Drinking wine, probably as many that. days off as John's taken all year so far. <laughs> Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent, Kyle. You're you're right on that one. I did tell you. So, and we'll look. Some of the things we're getting into is, um, we're not just going to talk just running and training. We're going to talk about, you know, how to recuperate, how to like, things you can do to make your body feel better. I did just order something. I'm be interested if you guys have ever used this before. I just ordered um, a set of cups, not the cups you drink out of, uh, not the cups you wear. The uh, cupping. You know what I mean? Like the the like where. Anchor, oh, I do not like that look. The medical person on this just gave me a look like, what are you doing? Kyle shook his head. Yes. Kyle, have you ever done cupping? There we go. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I've had cupping done from a fascial release standpoint and stuff. Again, 
there's some stuff that works for some people, some it doesn't. Anchor, you can probably talk to this a whole lot more from uh, the deeper, darker level to this. But I know, you know, certain parts have felt better, looser, depending what it is that's going on. Um, but Anchor, I'm going <laughs> to pass this over to you. I mean, <laughs> I suppose it's just like getting a massage, you know, that I'm sure it helps some people feel better. Um some of the supposed benefits of it that I read about on the internet. I don't know if I believe all of them, but I can't say it's all voodoo. Uh, I can't say, I don't think I would do it personally. I don't think I have any desire to do it, but I can understand why for some people it would help or make them feel better, release some certain kinds of fascial tensions or muscle strains or things like that. Uh, yeah. I thought, why not? I'm going to, I'm just going to get that and try it. I also got um like the, handheld now i've got rollers and i've got all that kind of stuff but i got the handheld ball and it like it's cold or you can make it cold and you just rub it over your legs you know on your muscles so i've got i'm pretty much i almost i almost ordered the air compression sleeves for your legs i almost i got a i got a funny story about that one so uh our last day at the grand floridian before we left for the airport we were sitting by the pool and it was wine and dine weekend. And this lady sitting like a row ahead of us just yanks these like portable compression boots out of her purse and is literally just sitting there in the lounge chair with these boots on. And everyone around her is just like, what is she, what is she wearing? What is going on? And I look at Shannon, I go, that's a bold move. That is a power move right there. I looked at him, Matt. I mean, you shook your head, but how nice would that be come marathon weekend if I'm sitting back relaxing, having compression, uh, compression, whatever they leg compression things on? Hey, man, you do you. I think you do what you want to do. You want to cup with those things on more power to you. I'm, you know, uh, whatever works for you. I think that's just the general term in running. I, you know, it reminds me of Kyle when, when you're at the parks during, uh, and Justin, I think you have been too. During a run Disney weekend, the amount of people that don't realize it's a run Disney weekend, they're just mm -hmm. looking at you while you're running through the park like, oh, I didn't even know it was a weekend here. So you see a little bit of everything down there. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm really, really stoked. And I before we get into tonight's topic, because we will have a topic for each show, I do want to talk about something I just finished. I literally running a little bit late tonight because I just finished an interview with Terry over at Basecamp. She's the founder um, and president of Basecamp. And of course, that is who we are running for this year, this incredible charity uh, that creates these moments for kids that are fighting this terrible disease. And it is such an amazing, amazing place. And just having that conversation with her and hearing the stories. And look, I was there firsthand to be able to interact with kids and meet Terry and meet the other uh, girls over there that run base camp. And just, we are so honored as a team to be associated with that incredible charity and Terry and the kids and the families are going to be there this, that weekend um, to come out and hang out. And I'm super excited about that. Uh, you can go right now, basecamp.org backslash DDP4BC and donate. Listen, there's no amount too little. Share that with as many people as you can. Uh, you know, your coworkers, your friends, your family. I don't care. Your neighbors walk down the street just screaming it out in public in Walmart. You know, not, look, stranger things have happened in Walmarts. Uh, get the word out there that we're raising money for these incredible kids. And uh, definitely go over and listen to that episode of DDP today of my interview with Terry Jones. She's an incredible woman that for... Uh, Look, over three decades has been doing incredible things for these kids and their families. And uh, we get into all that. And you can really start to learn about Basecamp. And I think once you listen to that, you will understand how important your donation is, how important your time is, and what we're trying to do as a family uh, to to raise money for that. With that said, guys, let's get into tonight's topic. I'm going to turn it over to you guys. So uh, as we move forward, these four guys are going to be running this show. It's going to be a ton of fun. I want to jump on the first one with you uh, because I want to get into something that is really kind of is in my brain and as someone who doesn't run a lot as someone who's just getting into the running community and you know wanting to be a part of it it can be a bit overwhelming it can be a little bit stressful to understand how to get started and i think most people when you're sitting on your couch and you start to say hey i want to get into running the first thing that pops up if you google it is couch to 5k there are training programs there are apps there are podcasts there are there is so much youtube videos there's so much out there that is couch to 5K. So I want to get into the premise of couch to 5K and how you can get started on your journey to maybe that's the first goal you want to do is get those three miles in. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Matt, I'm going to start with you. I talked about it just a little bit. YouTube videos, 
apps there, you can definitely get started by following a plan. Have you ever used any of these types of plans uh, to kind of get started or do you have any information on them? Yeah. So I think anytime you start anything new, if you're like me, it's YouTube, it's, it's Google, it's Reddit. And next thing I know, I'm three days later and I haven't started and I've consumed so much information. I'm almost numb to it at that point. And I shut down a little bit. So I leaned on some people uh, that I knew at the time that that were running it and pointed me in the direction at that time. I think it was the Nike Run Club app, hmm. which has some customizable plans and some guided runs to help you through it. Uh, I know a bunch of people that have used Couch to 5K, which if you don't know what Couch to 5K is, and technically it's an app that somebody created a long time ago and helps you get from on the cu- off the couch, I almost said on the couch, it's the opposite of that, off the couch to running a 5K in a set amount of time and doing it in a way that, you know, similar to what Unker said earlier, where it's like, oh, I don't, I hate running. Well, I think the whole premise of it is how can you find your groove and figure out a way to enjoy it? And I think like anything, when you see progress over time, you know, Justin, you're experiencing that now. You went from never really running to running, what's your long run? Eight miles? Eight miles, yeah. And the, what did you feel like after that eight mile run and just seeing that slow build up to knowing you could actually do it? I think I call a texter called you like yeah. right after I did it. And I was like, hey, dude, you said if you can run eight, you can run 13. Well, I just did eight. And so now I, I think I it was more of a mental win for me than a physical one. Like now I knew my body could do it. And don't now don't listen. Let me I'm not going to lie to you. Uh we got to about mile five and every <laughs> fiber of my being wanted to stop running. Like every bit of me. I hit a wall, my foot hurt. I didn't like it. And the the podcast I had, I swear I was listening to a podcast and about mile five they started going, Quit. Stop running. And it was weird. It wasn't even a running podcast. And I was like, I, I'm with you. And I just kept telling myself, keep going. One more mile. Just one more foot. You know, keep one foot in front of the other. And I just kept going. And it was more of a mind. It was more of a accomplishing that goal in my mind that I can not think my way out of it. But I think that's a big part of running is the mental aspect of it. And the fact that I told myself, hey, keep going. And I didn't just do it for a half mile or a mile. I did three more miles was, I think that was my biggest accomplishment. It wasn't the physical it was the it was the mental aspect of knowing that I just did the wrong longest run I'd ever done in my life, and not only that, relatively quicker than I thought I would. I think I was like right at like eleven minute thirty second pace, which you know was faster than I thought I could do it. So that that helped me immensely with the mental game of this. Yeah, you know, my which legs to felt me, like garbage the next day, man. Well, like yeah, garbage. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, to me, which is the hardest part, even to this day, right? I've run marathon and half marathons before. It's the mental part. You know, Alyssa, my wife asked me the other day, I last week and I got home from a 16 mile run. She's like, Oh, you feel good. She's like, What do you think about? Like, you know, that's a really good point. I feel like I zoned out for like a half hour, and sometimes I'm trying not to get hit by cars and I'm trying to figure out my route in my head, but it's like, that is a really good point. And then, you know, I go on another run and now I'm just like, what am I thinking about while I'm running? Uh, but to me, it's always been getting started. And John, I'd, I'd like to hear more about this from you too. Like getting started for me, it's really hard not to compare yourself to what other people are doing. So when you get in like a running group and you see like, you know, some of us posting, we're getting to weeks where a lot of us are going to be running 40. I think next week, this week for me is a 48 mile week, 50 mile week for me. So you're starting to get in these really big areas. And if you only run six, seven or eight, you kind of feel like, oh, I shouldn't even post it. Nobody's going to be impressed with me. And it's really actually the opposite because I know this sounds really, I'm not, I wasn't in school, but six is better than zero. So it's something, it's really hard not to compare yourself. But John, did you ever struggle with that when, when you were getting started kind of in the group more than anything? N- not as much no, not really, because I when I started running, it was literally just for exercise because I walk so many miles a day. My body got used to it. So I started gaining weight back from what I lost. So I just ran. I started running just to get extra exercise. 
So I ran for five years without ever thinking about running a race or to do anything or I didn't join a group. I didn't, yeah, I didn't join this group till what, four years ago. So it was, I just ran for exercise. And then, so I have like a weird base compared to everybody else where I would just run, like I would run a mile. And then, you know, you'd run two miles. Then for years, it would be a year or two, it was three or four miles. And then, so I just built it up weird. So once I started actually posting in the group, I was kind of already at a, not a beginner level, a higher level. So it was at least in my way, in my, I wasn't comparing my, you know, I didn't use the, um, like you said, compare yourselves to other people's runs. Cause I was at a, I'm sure if I just started, I, that's the, my mentality is I would be comparing myself. So it would be tougher maybe for me to post things like you had said, like you had mentioned with that, but I think I'm I think in the, like a unique yeah, thing. The difficult part I think is when you're, when you are running with other people or you're planning on running with other people, even for, for someone like me, where, you know, I, I plan on running with, with Kyle here and, you know, Kyle is a far more advanced runner than I am. So it's like the anxiety around, can I keep up? Am I going to be okay? Do we want to go on Everest? And then I have to set, this is while I'm running and still trying not to get hit by a car or a mountain lion or a desert tarantula or any, any of that fun stuff that happens here in Nevada. Um, just working through that mental game. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about, Justin. It, it is all kind of just like a part of the mental game of running, which to me is much more difficult Mm-hmm. Uh, than the physical part yeah it's big i mean it's there's someone who's just getting into it that's the biggest thing kyle it's one of those when i'm on the treadmill or i'm outside john was like i don't know how you did eight miles on a treadmill like that sounds horrible um yeah. but yeah man like when i'm doing that i'm in a mental struggle with myself yeah for and most honestly, of the it sounds crazy but there's a saying out there that running or like most physical activities it's 90 percent mental and 10 percent physical which sounds crazy because you're like well no like you're moving the entire time it should be the other way around but as soon as your brain tells you no i'm done it's very very difficult to make your body continue moving through when that part where your brain is like nope i've had it we're done uh and so matt to your point um yesterday uh, my buddy Nate and I, we ran 17 miles and it literally rained for the first hour. It snowed for the second hour and then it went back to like freezing rain for the last 40 minutes. And literally every single step, I was like, why are we still out here? Let's just, let's go back where we came from, split ways and do the rest of our long run on the treadmill where it's warm, it's dry. And, you know, at least we'd be somewhere that we could fall down and be comfortable afterwards but it's honestly the mental game and building up that mental strength and stamina that really does play to your advantage in the long run um where being an old runner not an ex-runner because of these things that you learn along the way and the things that you find works best for you and your body that you can take tips and tricks from other people um, Matt and John and Anker to your guys points like if you do have someone else that you can uh, again run with whether they're at your level or maybe a little bit higher um, if that person has your best interest in your journey in mind they're going to tailor their expectations to make sure that you're hitting your goals as well and learning from somebody who has a bit more experience and seeing you know the kind of things that they've learned through pitfalls and experience that hopefully you can learn from and not go through will hopefully mean that your journey has less potholes and that kind of stuff that you're recovering from and having to kind of pull yourself up out of as well. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you guys follow him or listen to him, but I, as I'm running, I'm listening. I, sometimes I listen to a book on tape. I can't, I can't, I've talked about this before. I can't listen to music when I run messes me up, messes up my, like my breathing and my, you know, stride and all that kind of stuff. So I listen, if I don't have a podcast, I'll listen to a book on tape. So there is a uh, guy out there who I absolutely love. And look, if you look him up, I'm going to tell you right now, it is not kid safe uh, to, to look up what he's saying. But his name is David Goggins. And David Goggins is an absolute monster. Um, this guy is, you know, he, he runs ultra marathons. Like, he's just insane. And he talks about, I'm listening, he's, his book's fantastic called Can't Hurt Me. Um, 
but he his journey and kind of what he went through is, is is really remarkable. But he talks about it more than anything. He's like, it's all in your mind. It is all in your mind. Like when you want to quit, it's all in your mind. You know, you can you can keep going. And I just keep telling myself that and it really has helped. I mean, Anker, it's one of those things, man, when you start from the beginning, when you, you know, you're me and you, we're we're compadres in this. We don't like to run. This isn't our thing. You have to make yourself get up, put the shoes on. You have to make yourself go out. You have to make yourself do it. And it's at no point when I'm making myself do it, am I going, Woo, this is gonna be fun. You know what I mean? But if you go out and you do it, I always thought you guys were full of it whenever you said there's a runner's high. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's 100% true. Yep. You do a long run. doesn't have to be a really long run. The rest of your day, you don't need a cup of coffee. Like, I feel like I have ultimately more energy than if I didn't run. You know what I mean, Anker? 100%. I mean, I think it's important to figure out what your motivation is. And <clears throat> you just have to harness that. I mean, for me, I'm just, I'm a super competitive person. So when my wife said she wanted to run a race, I had to run the same race and a longer race. When I'm in the group, um, this is what kind of what Matt and John were talking about. You know, Tim Jackson, who used to post about his running times in the Boston Marathon, he would talk about the details of where he was hurting, how he was hurting, what shoe he was wearing in order to deal with that, what he was doing to try to fix that. I mean, I I have zero concept of... Mm-hmm. If I'm hurting, it's like, okay, this is hurts. This sucks. I, I can't think about, well, maybe I should try this kind of shoe or this kind of exercise or this kind of thing to deal with it. I'm just, I'm not built to be that complicated of a runner. I do it because I want to eat more and I want to drink more and I don't want to be unhealthy. So I do it for that way. I do it for the bling. I love the medals. And my motivation is that so I don't get swept. I don't get beaten by other people in this group. And I have a personal goal of, you know, I want to run a nine minute marathon. So I just, as much as it sucks and I'm swearing at myself every single time I go on a run, um, I do it just because I am a super competitive guy and that's my motivation. And it's almost harder doing it on a treadmill. On a treadmill, you can press stop and just get off. If you're running outside, you got to get back home. I mean, you can stop and you can walk, but it's going to take you twice as long. So like a lift. It's, it's really hard on a treadmill <laughs> to get that mental motivation to keep going and not press the stop button. Casey, he's like, I didn't think you'd be on for another hour. Liv pulls up out front, and yeah. I have a bag of food. <laughs> <laughs> I could see me doing that, actually. I've been um, tempted to call an Uber before. Yeah. Real quick, do you yeah. maybe maybe I'm the only one. I hope I'm not the only one. But do you guys use any visualization while you're running or to get through a hard part? Like for a lot of me, I'll be like, all right. Yep. And now that I can actually visualize what the finish line was like at the marathon, I can, I'll like replay it in my head and be like, okay, what's that feeling going to be like here? I've got three miles left. I would be at, you know, John, we've got it pretty mapped out. I know of it's like, okay, 24 is right by boardwalk. So what I'm going to visualize this last three miles of the run. Um, I I have to say, do you guys do that? And then Justin, have you done any of that? Never having run a race before? I haven't. No, because I think that's hard for me to do because the longest like official race I've ever ran is a 5k. Um, so I think it's hard for me to, so I think for me, it's just more of a, like Anker said, it's almost being stubborn at times and being like, is, and even when I'm on the treadmill, I know, listen, I might be the only one that does this, but I got to the point and this made me feel good. And this might not be like the best thing to say, but I got on the treadmill and I started and I got to like mile five and the guy that got on beside me, got on after me, got off before me. Then the guy that got on beside me, got on, got off before me. And then I'm still going and then somebody walks in the gym, gets on the treadmill, does their thing, then gets off before me. And I'm keep going and I'm just looking at them like, you're, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Come on. If I'm on here, you can be on here. And then I just keep going and then keep, people keep getting on the treadmill. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stay on longer than them. And I'm going to stay on long, you know, and it was almost like this competitive aspect of I want to keep going. I think once I run the half marathon, I, hopefully I'll be able to have that moment to where I can see in my brain what it feels like or, you know, have that feeling of okay, I'm at mile nine. You know what I mean? I've got this many miles left for my half. You know, this is where I would be at Disney. If I'm running right now, this is where I'd be. And I think that'll help. I think before you run an actual race, I think it may be a little harder to kind of put yourself in that position. Yeah. I'm like you, I'm stubborn. I just, if I'm running outside, I'll find somebody and I'll just try to make sure I run longer than they do. 
And when they started like peeling away from my course, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Man, I'm, I'm still going. Man chases people in Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> doctor, doctor chases people in Central Park. They're not even runners, Anker. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are. Man, it's fine. Man chases One of those child was horses. Running. She was yeah. screaming, and I thought, I'm going to beat her, you know? <laughs> I did that in Central Do- Park during the race because I was going faster than I normally do, and I was getting tired, but I would just find somebody and be like, I could beat that person. I look more fit than they do. I'm going to run faster than them, and I'm going to make sure I stay ahead of them. And I that's that's the only way I could do it because that's how I survive in life. Well, let's get back to a, a 5K. And Kyle, you know, I think it's one of those things whenever someone's wanting to really start running um, that they look at a 5K and it can be a lot. Let me perfect example. Take my wife for example. My wife is not a runner. She can. I try. I, I try to positive in the best way possible and not be uh to the point to where i'm going hey uh you know you need to keep running after a half mile you need to keep running after a mile or you need to do this or this or this um it's one of those things where i am trying to push her you know um but really she's a run walk runs a half mile walks a half mile and does all that kind of stuff and for her the concept of running a full 5k is so daunting that I think that makes it tough to be able to do that. You know what I mean, Matt? Look, I ran, my sister and I signed up for, I'll never forget. It was Mickey's Mickey and I say, I'll never forget it. And then I can't remember the name of it. So that's not a great start, but it was the, it was the Mickey's jingle 5k in animal kingdom in 2013. We signed up like a month before. I'm a basketball player. I played soccer growing up. I'm a good athlete. I'm like, I can run it. No problem. I got one mile into that thing. And I was just was like, oh, no. This is, and it's the old 5K course. If anyone ever did run it at Animal Kingdom was you ran out the back and it was just a long one way. And then other people running in a long back all in the backstage. Is it almost like the and- 5K at Castaway where you just run down yeah. the strip and around and back down the strip yeah and it was it was brutal and i said i'm never doing a 5k again it's brutal i'm just never doing it again i'm not a runner i'm not a natural runner i can't do it so everybody kind of starts there and you've got to find and justin this is what i was telling you and i i preach this to a lot of people and i'm not a running coach i'm not a running expert i'll say that first and foremost like kyle to me you need to make running as fun as possible for yourself. So slowing down for me has changed my life with running. I can run faster, but knowing I'm going to go out, not be sore on my slow days, not hurt my legs and just listen to a podcast that I'm going to listen to anyways, but work out for 50 minutes. Uh, I would never have been able to do that even five years ago. And now it's just, it's second nature, right? Uh, Alyssa will make fun of me and send me this stuff because she's like, what'd you run today? I'm like, oh, I just ran 12 miles. And she's like, you, you know how ridiculous that sounds? <laughs> like, you sound ridiculous right now. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's it's what I like to do now and just finding what, what I am. But I was not always there. And I think that's important to remember. And Justin, you'll look back on this when you eventually move up and up and run more and more. Um, you know, you'll you'll remember I was ne- I was not there. And now I'm doing, Mm. you're doing a half marathon, which is unbelievable. Kyle, it's one of those things where the mental aspect for someone, like I was telling them was, uh, you know, getting my wife to, to, I feel like I'm pushing her, you know, cause she'll run, walk a 5k and the competitiveness in me, like Ankur talked about, you know, I'm like, come on, you can, you can push yourself harder. You can push so harder, but in her brain, it's just, that's not her need or want. And I think, you know, you deal with a ton of different runners. I think it's hard for especially spouses or siblings to understand and and to take yourself out of it and realize that maybe their goal to get to that 5k is not the same as your goal. And you need to kind of appreciate where they are. And, you know, if they are run walking it, at least they're run walking it. Yeah. Like this running, walking, like just exercise in general, it's a very individual opportunity like what you do for yourself is going to be different motivating factors you're going to find different things easier and you're going to have different struggles than somebody else and so it's finding what what makes you tick what brings you to the point where you go i'm going to do this 
and this is my goal and this is maybe how I'm going to reward myself for, you know, running three days this week or run walking three days this week, whatever it is that gets you to the point where you go, I'm putting my shoes on and I'm getting out the door, I'm getting on the treadmill, uh, especially when it comes to spouses, everyone has something that's going to push them in a way that either makes them want to work harder or maintain where they're at. And both are good because whatever you're feeling in that moment, whatever your reason for doing this to accomplish, you're getting that. And so whether it is run walking through a five here, a 10 here, half or just seeing how many minutes you can walk for, how many minutes you can run for, even a few of our friends get together and instead of saying, okay, well, I need to carve out like 45 minutes for a run and then get together with these guys and chat. We try and get together and run and talk and chat and hang out while we're running. So we're kind of killing more than one bird with one stone. And at that point, are we running as hard or as fast as we maybe wanted to based on whatever program we're following? Maybe not, but the socialization and being able to run at a pace that we can talk and chat and catch up that's more important than whatever it was that we maybe would have done individually. So as much as you have like a, a long-term goal of, I want to do this in this many months or weeks, there's also goals day by day that you can look at and almost like chunk it out a little bit so that it's not this big scary goal that it's okay. Today I'm going to do this and it's a little piece of the puzzle. And then, you know, two days later, I'm going to do this and it's another little piece. And then next thing you know, you know, you're looking at a mosaic that started with this one little piece that you started with that meant something to you. What do you do, though, if your running partner, you're supposed to run a half marathon with them and you really only have six miles of patience to have a conversation with them? Because I'm running with Dan and I think after about mile six or seven, I'm really going to want to tune him out. Um, so I, that might be tough as far as the socialization aspect of things. You just, just drop them and them. say, okay, we, we've had fun up till this point. See you later, bud. That's <laughs> a, hey, hey, let's go use these porta potties. He goes in, you dip out real you quick don't. and then just take off. And he's waiting for you outside the porta potty for, <laughs> for 10 minutes. And you just text him, sorry, my stomach's not agreeing with me. And really, you're two or three miles ahead. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I did have this conversation. And I don't know if this is an awkward conversation to have with someone. And, you know, you guys have ran with people. I sent him a, a set. So I bought some, I, of course, use AirPods uh, most of the time. But I also bought a new set of over-the-ear Bluetooth headphones that are Oladance. And I love them. They're awesome. So I sent them to Dan. And Dan goes, well, I figure if we're running together, we'll just chat. And I was like, Dan. I'm not just going to chat with you for 13 miles. I'll just go ahead and tell you right now. I love you, but it's not happening. Okay. I'll be listening to something. So th there was a little bit of an awkward conversation between brothers, but you know, we figured it out. Uh, uh, see, I guarantee, you... I, sorry, Justin, I guarantee no, at some great. point you guys will both kind of be focused in your own world that you won't even want to talk to each other because you're just focusing on just one day, foot in front of the other, just get this thing done. And then we'll have lots to be excited about at the finish line. Because you go through those peaks and valleys, and as soon as you're in a, a position where you're like, I can't talk right now because I need to focus on like just breathing, that other person's got to be okay with just being like, yep, you got to do your thing. Oh, I tell you, we're gonna, it's going to be funny because it's going to be like stepbrothers, like the movie of us running. So we'll just be like yelling at each other at certain points throughout the thing. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Uh, Anker, you made a point in our, our chat that when you look at like a couch to 5k because you talked about it you you don't love to run you try to accomplish that goal with as little effort as possible explain that what you're kind of saying with that so i tried to do what matt did in terms of looking at youtube videos looking on reddit looking at reading books and i did the exact same thing within three days i was subsumed with all the data and all the stuff that was out there and i had done nothing and this, this kind of happens to me with almost every race. Every race, I say, I'm going to make my own plan. I'm going to come up with something that really is tailored to what I want. And then a week goes by, and Amy's already started training, and I have done nothing. And I'm like, okay, this, this is just not going to work. So for me, I just need to find a plan that looks like I can do it, that's not going to be too hard, too easy. And it's just, it's a calendar, and it's just, okay, I have to do this on this day. So 
what I did this time was uh, I I have a Garmin watch, and depending on what kind of Garmin watch you have, there's a new program feature called Garmin Coach. And once you when you have it, you can just go onto your app. You can pick the race that you want to do when you're starting to train for it, what your goals are, and it'll come up with a calendar for you. And it the beauty of it is it's not it doesn't give you the whole calendar up front. It only gives you about a week at a time. So you can not look too far ahead and get overwhelmed by it. You just have to see what you're doing that week. Okay, this day I'm going to be running this much. This day I'm going to be running this much. This day this much. You can pick how many days a week you're going to run. Um, you have to do a minimum of three because you need to do a long run and a couple of short runs, but a minimum of three runs a week. And you just have to go and do it and get it done. And for me, that's that's almost more helpful than kind of thinking about how fast I want to be doing it. Where do I want to be a week before the race, two weeks before the race? It's just better if I can just put it into my watch, look at my watch the day before and say, okay, I have to run for this many minutes. I have to carve out that much time and just go get it done. And, you know, things happen. Life gets in the way. Like you had your family there. So you can move runs around if you need to. Um, But for me, I just, the the more I think about it, it's almost the worst it'll be and the worst I will do and the less I will get done. So I need somebody to do the thinking for me and just say, hey, lazy guy, just go do this. You just need to go get this done. Here it is. Go get it done. That's it. Yeah, John, when you first started, did you write out your plan or like, like you said you've when for four or five years you had no intention of running races you were just doing this as more of a kind of keeping the weight off and you know being staying healthy and stuff like that but when you started looking at doing your first races did you write out the plan ever because you're you're the one person i know that you're just kind of like ah, i'm just gonna go run mm-hmm. no nope, just going to run have you ever been the type of person because i'm i'm with anchor i have to you guys know me I'm very methodical and very structured and that is great at some things in life and not so great in others. But I, I think if I wasn't that way with running, I would not put the shoes on. So I'm, I'm interested in, on kind of your journey with that. No, I've never written anything down. It just kind of, <laughs> I just, at you know, I just went out and ran and there was points where. You're the Forrest Gump of this group. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I have a weird, like I, like today I looked back at my, because I have all of my runs in my app that I keep track of. And I was looking back at things and it was like, there was times when I was before I ran my first race to actually get, it was a race to get my proof of time for my first run Disney race. But before I did that, like I was, I'd run Monday through Friday. I'd run whatever three, four miles. But then like on Saturdays I would wake up, and I'd run four miles. Then I'd go to the gym and then I'd come back home and I'd run another two miles. So I was breaking it up that way. And then at one point in my mind, I said, just why, why don't you just do those together? And then I would just run seven or eight miles at a time on the weekends. But um, basically, the way I run now is like, I know if I want to run every day of the week or whatever, I have my basic like, I know on Monday, I have my routes that I run each, like Monday through Friday. I know like Mondays, I'm going to run four or five. Mondays, Tuesdays can be anywhere from four to six miles. Wednesdays, I go to my mother, my parents for dinner. So every Wednesday, I run to my parents' house. And that's anywhere from, I can stretch it out to six or seven miles. Then Thursday, I have another route that I always run. Then Fridays, I always run a 5K. Unless I have the day off, I'll run more. And I'll save long runs for Saturdays and Sundays. So I have a plan, but it's just in my mind. And then like You're like past- a running savant. And like, this, I, like this I love past- that he goes, he goes, and then I go see my parents. So I run to their house. And then I went, I needed to drop off a Christmas card to Kyle. So I ran to Canada. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, it's like, there like are cars, weekend- John. Cars exist. Yeah, like this past weekend, I knew it, in training for the marathon, I know that I like to do a 20 mile run and a 22 mile run before the weekend. So this weekend, at, at like last week, I thought, well, next weekend I have to run 20 miles. So that was already in my mind. So I just, because with back to the whole mental thing, like if I, if I know I'm going to run 20 miles, if I have to run 20 miles, I'll tell somebody oh, I'm going to run 20 miles this weekend, just so it holds me accountable because I told somebody else that I'm going to run those 20 miles. So not only do I want to 
do it for myself, but I, I told somebody else I was going to do it. So if they ask, oh, how'd your run go? I don't want to say, oh, I only ran, I only ran 10 miles. No, I want to tell them I completed what I told you I'm going to run. So I long runs like that, I think of, I, I prepare my head a week ahead of time. Like I'll just think about it every day. Saturday, you're going to run, you know, Tuesday, I'll think up Saturday, you're running 20 miles. What? I'll just keep thinking that. So when I go out there, I just know I'm running. Like I did run, I ran to my parents' house on Saturday for, we had like an, another Thanksgiving on Saturday. So, but I took, I took the 20 mile scenic tour around my whole town to get, but I knew from the beginning of the week, I had to run 20 miles. So now I'm going to start in December at some point, I'm going to do my 22. So I got to prepare 30 in the back of my head a little bit, but until I get to that like week before I know I'm going to run, I'll tell somebody oh, I'm going to run whatever. Do you ever have those moments to where you look at the shoes and you just don't like it? it it's a, it's a struggle to put them on. Oh yeah. The, I could say last week I got home from work and I sat down at the table. And I'm like, I'm not running today. I just don't feel like going out. But then what I like to, I mean, I, I, I don't shame other people, but I will shame myself. And like, I'll sit there and go, what's 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 wrong with you? You, you just put them on and go run just go out there stop being late and then i put my shoes on i went out there and i started running and then it i, I felt fine it goes it just floats away because i also think of it as my decompression time like after work if i'm at whatever happens at work even if it's whatever it's just a nice i'll throw something on a podcast on and i'll just mentally check out at least in that way and f- clear my head not that I'm not that it's crazy, but it's just my time. No, but I think John, it's it's important, you know, Justin, it's so easy to jump into a plan, whether it's Hal Hugnan or um, you know, any of the Disney ones, uh, Jeff Galloway. It's easy to just jump in a plan, get one from, you know, hire Kyle, get into one. To me, when I look at the shoes and I remember, okay, I have to go out, the the person I work with asked me like this big series of questions. And one of them was like, why are you running? Like, what are you trying to get out of this? And it's not, the answer isn't to run a marathon. So it actually makes you think about it. It's like, oh, that is interesting. And it changes every year. Last year, Dopey was a whole different thing. This year for me, it's to be with my people, this group during the weekend and to be healthy and to have fun on Sunday that we have guilted Justin to stay in Epcot, to be able to stay up, to be able to walk around, eat food, have drinks, be around family, and just enjoy myself, right? To, to really work hard. So it's like every time I don't want to go out, I'm like, if I don't run and go out, I'm going to miss Justin doing something awesome on Sunday because my leg hurts or, you know, I can't take that picture in England with John like Justin did last year because of this. So, so that's really my motivation. I'm not just saying that. And and it changes every, every year, right? Some of the races I'm planning on next year, it's like, okay, well, what, what would that goal be? Uh, and, and to run a 5k is a huge accomplishment. I mean, if we just look in the group from this week, right, we have so many people, but you know, Michael Taylor's post about some of his goals, right? Finish mm-hmm. a 5k in under an hour. These are really big accomplishments and these big goals for people that it's not just about running a marathon, right? It, it's about why are you doing it? And I think that gets lost sometimes. And, and it feels like you can diminish yourself based on what other people are doing. Uh, if you're like, Oh, you'll see it in Disney, right? Kyle, we were talking about this. It's like, Oh, I'm only running the marathon this year. It's like, wait, no, that's and a, as marathon, that's a long say way, right? Only, yeah, well, and it's it the Disney thing. Like it's, it's a, it's a safe and, uh, encouraging group, right? Like you said, Matt, like the, those who are um, putting their, their goals and aspirations out there, that's hard to say, you know, I, I'm going to, like John said, tell somebody I want to do something. And then all of a sudden it's out there. Someone else mm-hmm. has this in their hand and they go, Oh, you're going to do this. Okay. Well, I'm going to hold you to that. And there's something about that vulnerability and that, just putting yourself out there to say, hey, group of strangers that I've never never met in person, here are my goals, here are my aspirations. You guys, you know, the group is helping to 
um, push along and lift up those who are starting out or having a hard day. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was literally, I had my running clothes on, had my shoes on, but not tied up and just sitting on the stairs. And I probably sat there for like 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, you got to do this or not do this. You can't just keep sitting here because either you need to do something else or go and do this. And mm-hmm. Shannon was like, just, just get out the door. <laughs> you, you know, if you don't do this, it's going to be worse than not doing it or doing it. And honestly, it's, it's those runs that you really don't want to do or those workouts that you really don't want to do. Those are the ones that there's something that gets in your mind that you didn't know you needed to work through or just you needed to let everything go and just be in the moment and have nothing in your mind. There's, there's times that that really, really does make a difference for how the rest of your day plays out, week plays out. And it's those moments that you give yourself, whether it's a good run or a bad run, it's still a run. And for those like John, Matt, Onker, for as long as we've been running there, there are such things as bad runs, but it's still better than no run. Mm-hmm. There's still something that you can change your focus to try and get out of it. Even if you're physically not feeling it, adjust your you know, pace or speeds that you feel more comfortable. And then maybe something, you know, life-wise or whatever that you can work through to make that time, that time that you need it as well. Um, so I'm going to leave you, I'm going to leave you guys with the thought really quickly before we start to close up. Um, Cause I'm going to be coming to each of you here in just a minute. And I want you to each to give me one thing that you would tell someone that's going from the couch to a 5k that would be your uh, kind of tip or trick to help them reach that goal. And here is the great thing about doing live podcasts. I've done a few of these in my past. I love doing this. You can't repeat what the person said before you. You don't know what they are going to say. So have an extra one in the back of the brain as well. Uh, talking about posting in the group, it is such a positive place. But let me talk as someone who's not a, not a runner, you know, is just getting into this community. Here's something I found cathartic, and I want to see if you guys agree with me. Yes, it felt fantastic to post my eight-mile run. It felt amazing to have people say, great job. It felt really, really great to just be like, even even ALC going, uh, I hate you because I can't believe you could run that far at that pace uh, with the minimum amount of training you've done. But the cathartic part for me was the next day, I did two miles when my intention, I wanted to do a 5K because I just didn't have, I, I couldn't, and, and it was a fail in my brain. I failed what my goal was for that day, but I posted my fail. And... It still was a win because I went out and did it. And the community was so positive, even with that. But that's what makes that community. Listen, listen, I, I've i been around this community since the beginning. You may not know that. It was intimidating to post the fact that I only did two months. You know, because you don't want to put out there that you failed at what you wanted to do. But I found it super cathartic, man, to really put that out there that I was having an issue and no, it's not all great. And there's there are terrible runs. And I I don't know. I found almost that better than when I posted my eight mile. I don't. Does that sound weird? It's it's keeping yourself accountable and realizing that even if you do something bad, it's okay. Like we've all been there. It's really it's it might be a fail from what you wanted to do, but it's not a fail overall because you did something and. As we've said 20 times already, something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And just trying is half the battle. Just getting up to do something is more than 20% of the people out there, 50% of people. Who knows? I mean, just getting up to do something is the first step. And, you know, we will all be here to, even if you fail and if you don't get to where you wanted to. I felt horrible today after my long run on the weekend, but at least I knew I did it. I did something. And there's a reason I felt bad. There's a reason you felt bad. You did eight miles, which you haven't done probably ever. So ever. there's a reason you felt yeah. bad. Um, so I'm going to start. I'm a, I, I, I was thinking of my brain of how, who I wanted to go to first. Because who I go to first has the easiest job of giving a tip and trick. And here's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to come to John first. Oh, because John hung out with me after marathon last last year and we drank around the world yeah and we had fun i'm gonna go to matt last because matt went to bed Man. uh instead of the boardwalk and then when i texted him 
um, <laughs> that night, he didn't even answer the text till the next morning. So that will be the order of operations that will be happening um, during. Wait, this. hold on. What did happen? I was at La Cava. You were out for a little while, but then. Oh, and then I had dinner at uh, Topolino's. And then what happened last year will not happen this year. That was the whole premise of my conversation earlier. So I agree. I should go last. All right, John, <laughs> give me a tip or trick that you can give someone going from a couch to a 5k. Well, the most basic thing is what is the worst thing that's going to happen if you just get up and go outside and you can literally go from your mailbox to somebody's mailbox, five houses down and then come back. What's the worst that's going to happen? Then maybe the next day you can go 10 mailboxes down or you can go one loop around your your neighborhood. What do, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get up. You're going to get to go outside. You're going to get to get some sort of movement. And then who knows what can happen from there as long as you take just take a step. And I mean, you're not going to get I mean. You, Nothing bad is going to happen to you if you just try. I At love least it. from yeah, Style. simplicity. Um, so I guess starting out, one, give yourself a pat on the back for starting because that's honestly the hardest thing. And honestly, give yourself grace and the flexibility to enjoy the journey as it unfolds. Um, the number one or the two things that your body that you will benefit from is time and consistency. And in that time and consistency, you have to be gracious to yourself and give yourself that pat on the back. I love it. Anker? Go slow. It's okay to go slow. Just get it done. It takes you 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Doesn't matter. Whatever your goal is, just get it done and go slow. Love it. Uh, Matt, who I'll come to first after January, if he lives okay. up to the hype. All right. Perfect. Uh, I'm not a mailman, so I wasn't going to use a mailman reference with mailboxes. I did find that um, interesting, but no, I'm kidding. M- mine Listen, would just it's, be... It's almost December. That's was... my whole life right now. It just reminds me <laughs> It reminds me of, of uh, Newman from uh, Seinfeld, where, where uh, Kramer wants to cancel the mailbox, <laughs> or he wants to cancel the mail completely. Um, yeah, you just dream of like uh, talking mailboxes, yeah, I assume, right, right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, my, my biggest recommendation would just be, it's supposed to be fun, and don't let it overtake your life like figure out a way to integrate it into your specific life. So if you can run two days a week, awesome. If you can run five days a week, awesome. Like, and it's okay to walk. It, just fit it into your life because the second it becomes difficult or a chore, we all tend to, to, to take a step back or give up or, you know, for me, find excuses in, in, in my head to not, it's always easy to find an excuse not to do something. This hurts. I don't want to do this. I don't feel good. It's dark. Uh, so that would be my biggest recommendation to someone looking to get started. Absolutely love it. And my biggest recommendation is if you haven't done so, go over and join DDP Sorcerers over on Facebook over there. That's where all the posts are there, the positivity, all that fun stuff. And of course, we are running for a reason, and that reason is Basecamp, Children's Cancer Charity. We are raising money. You can go over to Basecamp.org backslash DDP4BC. That's Basecamp.org backslash DDP4BC. Check out the episode with myself and Terry uh, the president and founder of Basecamp, and you can learn a lot more about this incredible charity that we are raising money for these amazing kids who are fighting this terrible disease. Let's give them just a breath, a moment to be a kid, to celebrate uh, being a child, and uh, we will support them as much as we can. And I want to thank, first off, I want to thank four of you all. Um, you guys, look, I came to you guys with an idea a long time ago, and you guys have taken this and ran with it and created such a community that is it's unbelievable. It's it's hard to find places on the internet where people are truly just full of positivity and you guys have created and structured that page and it's it's really great what you're doing. I don't think um, you realize how many lives you're impacting and I think now having the voice on the podcast where we can have these moments and they, you know people will get to know you all even better that maybe aren't on social media um, that they'll reach out and they can, you know, they can they can tell their goals, they can tell their aspirations. And we can help them too, because that's what this is all about in the long run is us 
trying to be a positive force in your life while you're listening in your car, you're listening at work, or you're listening on your walk or your run because you are going from a couch to a 5K. And in 2024, you are going to run a 5K, and that is your goal. And we are here to cheer you on. We're here to support you, and we are here to help you in any way we can. We love you. We appreciate you. Have an amazing week. Get out. Get those miles in, and we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... This has been YDF Media Productions.